What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fight of Faith, the world's first and only Christian MMA podcast. We're a community of believers where we can get in the Word together with Bible read-alongs. And also, if you need some prayer, go ahead and hit us up on our prayer line. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we're available for you at 424-70-FIGHT. You can call or text anytime. Now, please prayfully consider joining us on our Patreon page for as low as $1 a month, and you'll become a member of our Fight Fam. And for all you guys that are interested in starting your own podcast and you want to use Spreaker, use my promo code Fight of Faith for 15% off your first year subscription. We're going to be reading Genesis 1 today, um, just because I have a lot of time on my hands, and uh, I think it's a good it's a good perspective to have on creation because I want to show you where Jesus is in Genesis chapter 1. You can read throughout the whole Bible and read about um, how everything points to Jesus and what what hints or foreshadowing do we see in the Old Testament? What what is there that that we can look at and kind of analyze what it's it's trying to foreshadow or uh, or speak about something that is to come. And so uh, Genesis chapter one in particular has a lot of room for discussion about it. And there's a lot going on. And so it could be lengthy for someone who doesn't have the patience to do it. So I'm gonna read it for you. And you can read along with me if you want in Genesis chapter one. I'm reading out of a new international version. But I want you to get hints I want you when you read Genesis chapter 1 matter of fact when you read anything in the Bible but particularly in chapter 1 of Genesis I want you to see the the artist aspect of our father of our creator of how he is creating everything artistically seeing that it's good creating being being pleased with what he created and as an artist masterfully putting together a picture for mankind to enjoy and for us to fellowship with him. So uh, I'll start reading Genesis chapter one, verse one. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Good morning. Good morning, mom. Thank you for watching. Bless you. I love you. Yeah, I'm just at work. Um, so just this alone in the first two verses in chapter one, we see the Trinity being revealed. Okay. Because Elohim used in the original language that Genesis was, was written in, Elohim is a plural term. Okay. Elohim is the word for God, implying there it, there is a plurality going on with the word Elohim. And, and also the spirit of God is hovering over the waters. So that's the Holy Spirit. And, and John 1, 1 reveals that the word that is being spoken in Genesis 1 is Jesus because the word was with God and the word was God in the beginning as John 1 1 describes us so the Trinity is already here 
okay? And we're just reading the Bible with the light on, with Jesus, okay? So in verse 3, And God said, Let there be light, speaking of light being on, and there was light. Now God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning. Therefore, that was the first day. Now keep in mind, the first day didn't uh, exist or wasn't completed until after God said, let there be light. Because in the very beginning, before time began, uh, when time began, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, now this is also almost like apologetics with me defending the case of a creator, um, defending the case of creation, not just um, everything in the in the tangible universe that we experience is not just by happenstance or um, by a colliding of molecules or a chemical reaction. No, this is an intentional creation by an intelligent being, a designer being shown here because when you can you can say in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Scientists believe that the material universe that we live in right now all had a beginning at the Big Bang. Scientists believe that space, time, and matter all had to come into existence simultaneously at the same time with the Big Bang. So you can look at Genesis 1, 1 being the, the Big Bang, that God created the heavens in the beginning, time, heavens, space, earth, matter, material, molecules, things that are tangible. And all these things came into existence when God said, uh, let there be light. Okay. And but when he created, but, but the, here's the thing though, the earth was formless and empty. This, the earth was already there before God said, let there be light. Okay. So there was an initial creation before God started speaking, let there be light on the first day. And so, um, now let's not get lost in non-essentials people believe that we live in an earth that is millions of years old some people believe and uh, the earth is only seven thousand years old or whatever regardless it doesn't really matter it if you believe either or it doesn't make mean that you're going to go to heaven or hell it's just uh it's just your opinion because we none of us were there when it happened so we can only look at the evidence and make a conclusion and uh, so it doesn't really matter, but um, it, it can pose an argument for people who are saying that the earth is uh, forever old, however old they want to believe in. It doesn't really change anything, uh, but God did have creation of the heavens and the earth long before the first day. Um, so however you want to take that, that's up to you. But uh, let's continue. After the first day. So verse 6. He said. God, God said. Let there be a vault between the waters. To separate the water from the water. What does that mean? So God made a vault. And separated the water under the vault. And the water above it. So it was so. And God called that vault sky. And there was evening. And there was morning. And that was the second day. So um, notice that in above the sky. This vault that the God. Uh, that the Lord called the vault. He named sky. There was water above it and beneath it. Water beneath it is ocean, and people call the water above it a firmament. That uh, so 
before the flood, there was no necessity for rain because there was a there was a firmament above the vault that we call sky, and there's obviously water beneath it called ocean, and so um, that points to show that the that it was self-sustaining and it never rained, and that's why nobody believed Noah when he said it was going to rain because the the world has not yet experienced rain in that time. Let's continue on verse nine. Uh, when God said, "Let the water under the sky be gathered in one place and let the dry ground appear and it was so so god called the dry ground land and gathered the waters and called seas or ocean and god saw that it was good okay um and which is interesting is that um how how god created creation to to be a residual creation uh, something that he wound it up. So after he releases, after creation was finished, creation is still expanding. Um, the island, the big island of Hawaii is still growing to this day because the volcano is still erupting and merging into the sea, creating dry ground. Uh, it's everything that God created, uh, created man and women, and he created us to create, having children. It's all reciprocal. It's uh, God initiated everything and caused everything he is the first cause the uncaused first cause he is the unmoved mover the one who has always existed who is the creator of all things of all creation and um and it's so it's so amazing to try to calculate or try to comprehend these things because not only did god just set things in place but he preordained things to work a certain way so creation can continue to happen amen so it's beautiful uh so let's go to verse 11 so when god said let the lamb lamb produce vegetation seed bearing plants and trees on the land with bear fruit and seed in it according to various kinds and it was so the land produced vegetation plants bearing seed according to their kinds and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds and god saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning and that's the third day vegetation seeds dying multiplying another another th example of god's am amazing creation to where he created vegetation and trees to not only exist but to multiply and reciprocate after themselves everything is exponential that god is creating and it's so profound to see how god works and and jesus said that the kingdom is is, is like a, a man that plants a seed in the ground so it's showing the multiplication and uh, not only in literal uh, vegetation or trees but also metaphorically speaking of expanding the kingdom of his dominion ever increasing that will never cease to increase uh, to the increase of his government there will be no end so this this kingdom that he established through the the kingship of jesus is ever expanding and and that's how even literal land and vegetation is created to be isn't that amazing to ever expand to grow to multiply to produce and uh verse 14 god said uh let there let the lights in the vault of the sky to to separate 
separate the day from night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years and let them be lights in the vault of the sky and give light on the earth. And it was so. So God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to become the night, to govern the night. He made also the stars. So God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. Now keep in mind, guys, now everything that's being created is is in preparation for mankind. It's for you. He, he even set the stars in the sky in place. He knows them by name. He knows exactly where they are. He even predestined them to have signs to mark times of the year uh, for the sun and the moon to have a specific purpose as far as gravitation, as far as the moon having a gravitational effect on the ocean and our, our earth and the seasons. Like all these things are being preordained and designed by ultimate designer because God is choosing to have a system of operation of how he wants creation to operate. And, and it's so amazing that we know this creator, this spirit that we're reading in Genesis one, uh, and verse two, actually that the spirit of God was hovering over the waters before the moment of creation or before the first day of creation. Um, that same spirit, is the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That same spirit is the one that gives you chills or, or gives you goosebumps when you hear a good word or when someone is talking about miracles and angels. It's, it's the same spirit. It's the spirit of the living God that is living and residing on the inside of you. And this spirit is sparking creation in Genesis 1. And everything that God is painting on this canvas is for you to enjoy. These very, these very, uh, stars that he's talking about in verses 14 through 19 is the very stars that he points to to show Abraham that look at the stars that you're the number of descendants that you'll have will outnumber these stars. God is using these. The, these are all tools and and the fruit of his creation. But but it's for you guys. It's for us. And uh, it's so beautiful. So let's. Let's continue on verse 20. When God said, let the water team with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teams and moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase in the earth. And, and there was evening and there was morning and that is the fifth day. So not only did he create vegetation on the third day to for for seeds uh, to grow to uh, seeds to be planted and for them to uh, multiply after themselves and a matter of fact stars do the same exact thing uh, when they have a supernova and when they when stars die off uh, eventually uh, people believe that that start off black holes to make uh, more galaxies and more stars um, we see in when in verse 20 to 23 God made the fish of the the sea uh, the birds of the air to also multiply after themselves to to have an initial creation that is created to create 
to multiply and to reciprocate after themselves. Verse 24, God said, let the, let the lamb produce living creatures now according to their own kinds. The livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, the wild animals according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And in verse 26, God said, let us make mankind in our image. Now, now this is the big one, guys. From verse 1 to verse 25, God is literally preparing the earth for mankind. All of beauty. Imagine that. I mean, like, uh, you think Hawaii is beautiful. Imagine, like, Hawaii times a thousand, times a million of how vegetation is in place. The sea is pure and not dirty. Uh, he created a from a blank slate. He created, with, and he was the first cause, the uncaused first cause. He was the, the unmoved mover. He is the one who has always existed, that, that chose to make grace a reality for us chose that in order for me to have children i want to have an earth that is sustainable for them because keep in mind if the earth is a closer to the sun we all burn to death and if the earth is a close is an inch farther from the sun we freeze to death everything in the universe is intentional and very specifically designed for us to survive and from verse 1 to 25 God did it all for you, for you to enjoy, for you to have stars in the sky to enjoy, to, to, to love creation, animals, vegetation. This is a designer, an artist that is painting the canvas of, of which we will live in and we get to exist and we get to participate in this reciprocating creation where we can create. They, they have their children, they have their children that continues all the vegetation continues all of creation as far as um animals continue everything that god is creating is continue to increase is continuing to uh bear after one another okay um and let's see verse 26 everything led up to this moment as i then god said let us make man in our image in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish of the sea over the birds of the sky over the livestock and all the wild animals to rule over all the creatures that move along the ground god created you to have authority to have dominion he said he made mankind in his image in his likeness so that you may rule over the earth so you could subdue and sustain and have dominion over the earth because he has god-given authority uh to you uh, verse 27, so God created mankind in his own image and the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And an interest, interesting thing that I was thinking too, is that it's not even like uh, a big deal, but, but it's interesting to think maybe Adam uh, looked a lot like Jesus because uh, Jesus was there in the beginning. Jesus is part of the Trinity of uh, that started and created uh, creation. And if he made man in his image, uh, I think there's a good chance that Adam looked a lot like Jesus. Um, so I think that's an interesting thought. 
it does even matter but i think that's a cool way to look at it and 28 god blessed them and said to them be fruitful and increase in your number fill the earth and subdue it just like i said procreation making children having them make children and so this is another aspect of god's creation where he's winding everything up and releasing it to unwind throughout all eternity um even the stars and the skies and the, and the galaxies in and of itself is expanding to this day <laughs> excuse me um um to rule over the fish in the sea the birds in the sky and every over, over living creature that moves on the ground and verse 29 god said i give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree every tree that has fruit with seed in it and they will be yours for food and keep in mind every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it they will be yours for food and if you haven't known adam and eve were vegetarians and uh to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground everything that has breath of life in it i give every green plant for food and it was so every green plant all the vegetation all the fruits that was what's supposed to be eaten by living breathing creatures just saying before the fall uh and so god saw that all he made and he said it was very good and there was evening and there was morning and that was the sixth day and this, and of course on the seventh day he rested so why did i go through genesis one i wanted to show you that everything he created uh from from day one through five was for you to enjoy um and everything was created to exponentially grow off of itself to multiply to reciprocate whatever words you want to use but there's a purpose for it i want you to see how big your god is and how intentional he is with his creation that if he can be so specific on the earth if the sun was any bigger we would fry if it was any small smaller we would freeze um, the earth is tilted on a specific axis is not perfectly straight it has to be tilted at an angle for us to have proper seasons as we circle the sun it's everything is calculated man like the, even the atmosphere the air that we breathe it has to be the perfect mix of nitrogen and oxygen and hydrogen and all that stuff for us to even exist like why why would our exhale be a uh, carbon dioxide um and we inhale oxygen and why is it opposite for vegetation plants and trees uh exhale oxygen and they inhale carbon dioxide we we need each other it's just how it works man it's just it's just imagine how i mean like we, you can spend your whole life studying this stuff and still just scratch the surface because we're not the designer but we are able to tap into these mysteries and able to look into the word with the light on with jesus uh seeing jesus in the word especially in creation because like i mentioned in john chapter 1 verse 1 it is very relative to genesis chapter 1 verse 1 how john says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god pros with god face to face with god that the word was face to face with the father and the spirit of the living god was hovering over the waters that is the trinity being revealed in creation that is a trinity especially the word that is being spoken 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was the word that was being spoken that brought through creation. That's why Colossians says, in all things him are sustained, through all things, uh, through him all things were made. And all things are contained in him. That's Christology. That's, that's how everything that we can comprehend and see is Jesus. Now, here's um, uh, something about grace that I wanted to share with you guys that I was sharing with my friends, Cody and Eugene, um, on a conference call we were having, a discipleship conference call. And I was explaining how good and, and amazing grace is. Now, grace is not just undeserved mercy. That's a definition, I guess, that you can, that's a definition or the main definition, the most popular, popular uh, definition of what grace is. But typically people will say that grace is um, undeserved mercy, which is true. But it's so much more than that. Jesus is grace. Grace is a person that came down from deity to identify with you as a man now as a species of man uh whether you're a man or a woman that's that's i'm talking about the mankind the race of man right the human race god came to identify with you by walking as a man being able to walk with in fellowship of the father through the holy spirit and Jesus was able to do all these things because he knew his father. That he, like like Pastor Zach at Encounter LV posted the other day, that Jesus changed everything with, with his prayer, calling dad father, calling out Abba. Um, it changed everything as far as the religious leaders looked at God a certain way. And Jesus just called him father. And I want you to see Jesus is the embodiment of grace. Jesus is is the embodiment of God's love. I want you to understand something that all of creation that we just read through in chapter 1. Imagine before creation. Try to put yourself in God's perspective. I know it sounds like her, her, uh, heretical or it sounds crazy. But imagine you are God before creation. Um, my friend John Sprick says something to, to this line. I try not to mess it up. Hopefully I don't do it too badly. But if the Trinity is three persons, one being in creation of Genesis 1-1, this relationship of love, that's how God can be loved because in love necessitates relationship. It is relationship and it is fellowship in and of itself. So he is love, he is fellowship, he is community because my friend John Sprick put it in a way that when you're in love with someone and you're in complete intimacy and fellowship with someone, you are self-giving in other receiving. Completely 100%, no holds bars, completely self-giving and other receiving. So if the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are both completely self-giving to one another and other receiving of each other out of that abundance of love and intimacy is the result uh, children is the result of that so that is why if god is love and he is fellowship he is community he is relationship then children are the the result of that and he wanted children made in his likeness and in his image um 
So therefore, if back to my point, when, when you are pretending you are God and you're thinking that, okay, I want children, um, how am I going to take this, um, who I am, God is an infinite being, never was created. He always was and always will be. He is beyond space, time, and matter. How am I going to dumb down this exponential, infinite experience of being to be dumbed down to a level where my children can understand? So they can be made in my likeness in a different dimension so they can rule and reign and procreate and love and, and be in relationship and community as I am. Okay. Now this is, now I know this sounds crazy, but everything that we see, our universe, uh, matter, space, and time that all came into existence at God's big bang when he created all that came into existence because he loves you because he wanted to put a measure on an immeasurable existence. He wanted to somehow give a finite measure of his infinite being you know you understand what i'm saying so so that grace uh, is in creation alone not 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 just creation but creation itself alone shows the the powerful grace of god that that god would be willing to become a man to step into a different dimension created a new dimension because if he created space time and matter he has to be beyond space time and matter he is not just in this dimension he it, he initially existed outside of this dimension. Now, because he is sovereign, he can come and choose to be a part of time, step in and out of time. But his spirit is with us on the earth. So he is omnipresent in and out of time. He is everywhere. He consists in all things. He holds all things together. So God is never leaving you because he will never leave you nor forsake you because you can't get away from him the bible says even if you make your bed in hell you can't be far from god everywhere he is in everything right that is grace that you cannot run from god that god was able to create things that you can measure and understand his existence he created numbers right he created like all these are constructs time color temperature all these things were able to measure things and communicate with one another to somewhat get the idea and understand how big our God is to get to maybe we not are not able to fully comprehend but we I think the word is apprehend we're able to get it like but not fully understand but we're able to really like get a glimpse of how big and glorious this God really is that exists the best part is that he lives on the inside of you that is the mystery that is the mystery of how we have that mystical union with jesus who is in heaven at the right hand of the father but ephesians says that you are seated in heavenly places because jesus said that you are in him and he is in you so jesus is that 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 mediator jesus is the i the identifier of God being able to exist with us, being able to explain and and show himself to us, to relate to us. Grace is a person and his name is Jesus. 
isn't that amazing that it's not for us to sound to feel dumb like oh god had to dumb down existence for us to to comprehend but he did but like there's no way in our like three pound brain we're able to fully know the the fullness of of how he created everything and how he runs things but the holy spirit is able to assist us the holy spirit is our helper and hopefully that encouraged somebody today to know that your god is so big your god is a masterful creator he is a perfect designer he made you exactly how he needed you to be if he can align the stars perfectly to for have for us to have signs and seasons and for the earth to be perfectly and God can do it for you. Just know that God is on the throne. He is with you. He is for you. All heaven is for you. I hope you enjoyed this read along. If you have any questions or comments, please let me know. And uh, thank you for watching the, the podcast. Check out the fight of faith. And I love y'all. Uh, read your Bibles and let me know how you like this. God bless. Bye. Thank you guys for always tuning into the fight of faith. I really appreciate y'all. Uh, thank you for liking, subscribing, following on all platforms. Please share this podcast with somebody that you know. Stay in your word, stay in your Bible, pray every day, walk with Jesus. And if you need help, please call this number, save my number, leave a voicemail or text anytime. I'm here for you. And please partner with us for as low as $1 a month to help us spread the gospel to the world and to the MMA community. And if you got something on your heart and Go ahead and share it on a podcast. Use my discount code and start your podcast and share it with the world. God bless.